You found the DRG Media Group Sports Players Perspective podcast, and it'll begin right after this. What if we said a bank isn't a place to lock up money? It's a place to set it free. What if the point of banking wasn't to bank at all, but to put your ideas to work? What if your bank asked, what if, a little more? Well, what if we told you we do? We're American Bank and Trust, where what if meets why not? If you're ready to change what you get out of banking, start a relationship with us. What if you made the move today? From DRG Media Group Sports, this is the Players Perspective Podcast. I've been just play at the big schools, and I've been watching the big schools since I've been young. So, I mean, just being a part of that and just having that opportunity to possibly go there. A big school and the big time are ahead for one of Pierre's greatest athletes. Lincoln Keenholz is our guest on this edition of the Players Perspective Podcast, brought to you by American Bank and Trust and Avera Orthopedics. Hi, everyone. I'm DRG Media Group Sports Director David Burrow. Six teams with him, and Pure Governors wouldn't have six consecutive 11 AA state championships without great teams. But on those great teams can sometimes be great players. And in three years as the Governor's starting quarterback, Lincoln Keenholz proved his greatness by, among other things, becoming South Dakota's all-time leading passer. And it wasn't just his opponents who noticed. It was also colleges, but not just in this region. Power five conference colleges soon learned about Keenholz's ability and were keenly interested. At first, one who was a South Dakota native as the head coach appeared to win out. That's Washington, whose head coach is Keenan DeBoer, a Millbank native and an NAIA national championship winner at the University of Sioux Falls. Keenholz at first committed to the Huskies before Ohio State showed its interest last fall. Keenholz understandably couldn't resist decommitted from Washington, and now he's a future Buckeye. The story of how all this happened and of Lincoln's athletic career will be covered in this and the next few editions of this podcast. DRG Media Group Sports' Brian Oakland and I recently sat down with Lincoln Keenholz. Well, first of all, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. I know it's it's not something that you do all the time, but uh, you're going to be a Division One college athlete, so uh, this this might become more of the norm for you in the yep. future. For sure, yep. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, this has been quite a journey for you, and, and we'll get into all of the uh, how you got here in just a bit, but I remember... Uh, talking with you on the day you signed, and the, and, and uh, I asked you if it were you were glad this was over. He said, "Yeah, I'm glad because it it was quite an arduous process, wasn't it?" It was. Yep, it was very stressful, but I mean, it's not a lot. I mean, it, it, it's not like a a process that a lot of people get to experience. So I took advantage of that as well. Um, I mean, I had 13 colleges talking to me. I mean, offered offered me, but then I had uh, 13 or 15 plus that were just talking to me. So I mean, it was also just a great experience for me to just uh, just to be a part of. Um, and then also the visits and all that were fun. So, I mean, I I'm glad that it was done, mm-hmm. but, but at the same time, um, I'm glad I got to experience it. So. When did these big schools start uh, contacting you? Uh, it was probably last year, like early or probably late March, mm-hmm. early March. Um, but yeah, so I think I got my first offer from SDSU and then it just kind of went from there. I started getting bigger schools. Um, but 
at that time I thought I was kind of like the Missouri Valley a range of 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 schools and then it, it kind of I I went to that uh, Riggs football camp mm-hmm. um all winter and then he he, he has connections with Kalen DeBoer cuz his son or something's out there so and then they came and watched me through, offered me, and then after that Washington offer, uh, Wisconsin came in, and the bit, some of the smaller Big Ten schools came in, and I went from there. Well, what was your reaction when, you know, here are these Power Five schools starting to look at you, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, this is this is quite something. What, what was your reaction when you first, when Wisconsin and then the others yeah. started being interested? Um, I mean, I was really excited just because um, – it was obviously my dream to just play at the big schools, and I've been watching the big schools since I've been young. So, I mean, just being a part of that and just having that opportunity to possibly go there, is, it, was, it was fun and it was crazy. But so. Was it always football? Or, I mean, you're so uh, talented in baseball and basketball, too, and, I mean, people talk, and I always thought baseball was the number one, and maybe that was where you were headed. But at what point did you make the decision that uh, that football at the next level was for you? Um, it was actually probably after my, probably after my, or my junior, like the beginning of my junior years when I was actually looking at playing basketball. Because mm-hmm. I, I was talking to SDSU, NDSU, that was the summer I played on the South Dakota attack, so I was talking to some other schools, and then I actually got my first offer from USD, and I was actually considering just playing basketball, but then... After that, go Yotes. <laughs> just saying. You know? But yeah, and then just after that, I I, I was actually getting more looks for football, mm-hmm. and um, and then my my junior football season was crazy fun, and then I was just I was uh, just looking forward to my senior season, and um, the whole recruiting process was was stressful, but it was all right, and I mean. I think I just kind of wanted to play football from there. I think, uh, and it was such a great move on your part, because to me it was uh, obviously you've got great talent on the basketball court. You're gifted on the baseball field. But uh, but to me, there's uh, there's just something that that as even as, as you improved in that sophomore season, off to a slow start, throwing picks and things like that. But I think everybody, everything just kind of came naturally to you at the end of that season. Uh, obviously, state championships year after year after year, but... Uh, it looked more like a God-given ability in the way you're able to manage uh, a football game, and I think that's what's really drawn all of these uh, these college prospects to you. Is that uh, is that kind of what they told you, or, or how did they make you feel about that? Um, I think it was a little bit of like my build as well. Um, I'm tall, and then I saw a little potential to fill me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, then also I think the ability just to run, and then also throw. Um, I think. Uh, like when I watched film with Washington and Ohio State, uh, they both said like, like they saw things in my film that they compare to their guys and practices and games and stuff like that, and they saw like the confidence that I have just, uh, just making reads and also just running. Yeah, it's called TP, David. It's yes. it's not toilet paper. Yes, but I understand. Total package. <laughs> That's total what we're package. talking about. Huh? Exactly. Then and. Uh, it's something how it hand and it happens with a lot of young men and uh, they'll make a commitment. Then they end up going somewhere else. And, and you, again, on the day you signed, you said to me, 
nothing against Washington, you know, and and they certainly understood because they had to deal with it and they've had to deal with people changing their commitments to go to them. But you you got it out of the way, made that commitment to Washington before uh, the season, and you're thinking, all right, I'm in good shape. And then Ohio State becomes interested. Now, how, uh, how did you first hear... From then, I know the quarterbacks coach came here and saw you play. Yeah. But how how far before that had you heard from Ohio State? This is probably early October is when I got a DM on Twitter from Coach Dennis, mm-hmm. and he kind of said he just wanted me to send him tape, and he kind of introduced himself a little bit, and then it just kind of went from there. We were just talking on Twitter, um, but but obviously it's it's Ohio State, so I had to kind of just look into it a little bit and. He actually reached out and told me their quarterback situation at the time, and he had he had some some thought on like their quarterback flipping possibly because of the because of the twenty four commit or whatever or whatever reason it was. So he was kind of just just researching. He said he 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 was looking at a lot of quarterbacks across the country, and he liked me the most. So I mean that's something that I kind of took a big look at, and kind of went from there. He he came out. Uh, against our T, our home T game, the fourteenth, yep. and he, I mean, he kind of balled out a little bit, and he liked it, and he texted me the next day, and he he, he kind of said that that they that they need me. So and it was probably it was what like November, end of November, I think it was when mm-hmm. I went on my my visit. You went to the Michigan game, right? Yep, mm-hmm. Michigan game. One of my visit, it was a crazy atmosphere. Um, and then just seeing the crowd, um, the players, like I mean, just the build up of the, the game, the week, stuff like that. Um, I mean, it's just a great culture there. Um, I think just having hundred thousand plus fans at a game every every week is is crazy. And uh coaches all nice, uh facilities are awesome too. And I think it was just a place that I that I wanted to be at. He really picked a good game to come to that T area game. I mean, you're throwing passing touchdowns, <laughs> you're running for touchdowns. I mean, you, he saw the total package in that particular game. So uh, yeah, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't have time. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, uh, it's something when you talk about, and that stadium is just massive, and the crowd is so loud, and there are you know, Michigan stadiums like that too. Uh, and here you are, and yeah, you you get big crowds, but uh, for some, I know for some kids it can be, oh my gosh, there's a hundred thousand people here. But that that didn't phase you, I guess. No, it didn't. It actually it excited me a little bit, just because I mean, just having time at like just that many people just cheer for you every game, um, and then just the buildup of the game, the, like the tailgaters and all that, um, and then I think just. I think the culture there is just crazy, um, and I mean the coaches do a great job of just kind of like showing you that like winning is expected here, and I just want to be held to that high standard. There'll be more with Lincoln Keenholz next time. This is the DRG Media Group Sports Players Perspective Podcast. Ah, why am I so sore? There are everyday moments. Yeah, that hurt. And there are epic moments. Collins! Class of 1995! When a moment creates a health need, 
visit the experts at Avera Orthopedics. We're moving health forward so you can tell the story. Learn more at avera.org slash orthopedics. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Player's Perspective podcast. And if there's an athlete from whom you'd like to hear, contact us through drgnews.com or the DRG News app brought to you by Golden Buffalo Casino. The Player's Perspective podcast from DRG Media Group Sports is brought to you by Avera Orthopedics and American Bank and Trust. I'm David Burrell. Thanks for listening.